Kathy Zaka. Hi, I'm Susan Offen. And I'm Laura Potter. And we're your hosts today for Pure Truth. We want to welcome you to our podcast and thank you for listening. Today we will be talking about intimacy with God. And our scripture for today is from James 4, 8 through 10. Come close to God and God will come close to you. Wash your hands, you sinners, purify your hearts, for your loyalty is divided between God and the world. Let there be tears for what you have done. Let there be sorrow and deep grief. Let there be sadness instead of laughter and gloom instead of joy. Humble yourselves before the Lord, and He will lift you up in honor. That's good. All right, here we go. You know, this season that we're in, it feels different. The winds of change are swirling all around us, and it seems at any moment the rug's going to be pulled out from underneath us. And I can feel it hovering all around me. What about y'all? Yep. Yeah, it's different, doesn't it? Yes. Yeah, the state of our world, you know, it's tense, and it feels like we could implode, right? That's a good word for it, implode any moment. This hovering sense of gloom and doom, it brings in intense feelings of fear, and many people are wondering what is going to happen, or how much longer before everything just completely falls apart. And the bigger question is, how will it affect me and my family? Mm-hmm. You know, everybody's wondering that. Right. Mm-hmm. It's because so many people are feeling this way that we believe it's important for us to do another episode about intimacy with God. You know, we did an episode on intimacy earlier this year. It was actually our third episode. And wow, you know, we've come a long way since then. And it's only been about five or six months. Thank you, Lord. And I, I know we talk about intimacy a lot. But again, you know, it's, it's, it's so important. And even when we did this you know, this episode several months ago, I felt that we weren't finished yet. There's just so much to unpack when it comes to intimacy with God. And the three of us, you know, we were all feeling that the Lord wanted us to talk about this again. It means a lot to Him. So we're just going to dive into it here and share with you what God's saying to us. So Laura, I want you to talk about what you felt the Lord was saying to you about intimacy a couple of weeks ago, you know, because it struck me and I was feeling the same way. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it was in one of my morning prayer times and I just felt really impressed by God that He wanted us to express the importance of developing intimacy with Him. You know, I felt like a sense of urgency as the Holy Spirit was speaking to me that morning. Just taking a good look at the world around me and knowing what God has been showing me that's coming to our nation and our world, I really believe uh, He is calling each and every one of us to just spend time alone with Him in prayer, and it's more important now than ever before. Yeah, it is. You know, I can't exactly see you know, what's on the horizon, but I do know that there will be a shaking to our world as never before, and what God has been referring to me as the great uncovering. In Kathy's time alone uh, with God, he calls it the day of truth. Yep. But either way that you say it, there are great changes coming to our world, and it's so very important that we have a strong relationship with God and that we stay in constant communication with Him. You know, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart, Do not depend on your own understanding. Seek His will in all you do, and He will show you which path to take. This is a time to go to God in prayer, to seek Him out with your whole heart and life, and to look to Him for everything, and know that He will show us the way to go. That's good, and I agree with that. There are many (coughs) monumental changes that are coming. And I could glean from what the Lord has spoken to me and His prophets that these changes are going to completely turn life as we know it, upside down yeah Mm -hmm. so knowing that these major changes are coming 
right? He's been telling us for a while now, it's important for us to have an intimate relationship with God. This is so he will guide us through it, just as he's done many times before in the history of the Bible. These changes are for our good. We need to remember that. Mm -hmm. Now, it seems crazy right now, but these changes that are coming are for our good. Mm -hmm. And I know that joy is coming like we've never experienced before. So let's talk about intimacy. Let's start with the definition. The definition is close familiarity or friendship or closeness. And I found an article on psychcentral.com, and the article was titled, How to Nourish Different Types of Intimacy in Your Relationships. Relationships. It says, intimacy refers to a level of closeness where you feel validated and safe. And there are four types of intimacy, emotional, physical, mental, and spiritual. I like that definition. You know, it's important in any relationship to feel validated and safe. And emotional, physical, mental, and spiritual intimacy cover all avenues of intimacy. Right, yes. You know, the article also states, intimacy in general refers to the level of proximity between two people. It requires vulnerability, openness, and trust. Okay, so two people have to be close, vulnerable, open, and they must have trust. Being vulnerable, it's not easy for most people. You know, it definitely wasn't easy for me. But with God, it's different. He already knows the worst thing about me. The worst thing that I've said or done. So once I accept him as my Lord and Savior, once I realize that he has forgiven me for all the sin in my life, and I realize he wanted a personal, personal, intimate relationship with me, being vulnerable just got easier and easier. He already knows me, deeply knows me. So there's no point in hiding anything from him. But you have to get to that place, you know. Mm -hmm, And I realized that while I was being open with him, that I could also trust him. He only wants good things for me. So even now, my intimacy continues to grow. And the more it grows, the more he, he reveals to me of what he's created me to do. Yeah, you know, intimacy is what we call the experience of really knowing and being known to another person. Yep. An intimate friend is someone we feel very close to. They know us at a deep level. If something happens that damages the intimacy with our friend, they feel distant from us. Or a person who doesn't know us intimately knows us at a superficial or surface level. Right. Intimacy is relational. Yep. What makes us feel intimate with another person? While there are many ingredients to intimacy, and each relationship we have has a different recipe, common to all of them is trust. We cannot be intimate with a person we don't trust or feel safe with. Trust is at the heart of intimacy. Yes. The more we trust someone, the closer we let them get to us. The degree to which we trust is compromised in a relationship is the degree to which intimacy is shared. Mm -hmm. Some might think, oh, having a relationship with God is like having a love affair with an imaginary friend. But wait, do you believe God is real? Do you believe he loves you like he says he does? Do you believe the people in your life love you like they say they do? Do they show it by their actions? Why might you feel unlovable? Why don't you love yourself? These are questions I think we may find ourselves asking. An an imaginary friend keeps the relationship in the fantasy realm because it's a whole lot easier. It's pretending. Mm -hmm. Well, God's not about pretending. Right. He's the real thing. Mm -hmm. So it's an act of faith to believe he is real. The pulling on your heart is truly the spirit of God calling to you. When you answer his call, then you have to believe he loves you. Yep. Because God is love. He's the verb love. Mm -hmm. And he never stops loving. That's good. 
Many people, including myself, stumble or have stumbled because they don't love themselves due to sin or unbelief. There is even a prayer for that in John 14, 6. It says, Lord, I believe. Help my unbelief. Others might have lack of having intimacy with Jesus. I am the way and the truth and the life. No one can come to the Father except through me. How can we know the way to God? Only through Jesus. Right. Jesus is the way because he's both God and man. By uniting our lives with his, we are united with God. It's true. Trust Jesus to take you to the Father, and all the benefits of being God's child will be yours. Jesus says he is the only way to God the Father. Some people argue that this way is too narrow. In reality, it's wide enough for the whole world. If the world chooses to accept it instead of worrying about how limited it sounds to have only one way, we should be saying, thank you, God, for providing a sure way to get to you. Amen. Mm -hmm. As the way, Jesus is our path to the Father. As the truth, he is the reality of all God's promises. And as the life, he joins his divine life to ours, both now and eternally. Jesus is the visible, tangible image of the invisible God. Mm. He is the complete revelation of what God is like. Jesus explained to Philip, who wanted to see the Father, that to know Jesus is to know God. The search for God for truth and reality ends in Christ. Yeah, I love what you just said, Susan, you know, uh, that Jesus is our path to the Father. And as the truth, he is the reality of all God's promises. And to know Jesus is to know God. And if we want to know God, we must seek out Jesus, get to know him as deeply and intimately as he knows us. And I found another article on deepspirituality.com that talks about intimacy with God. Mm-hmm. It says, intimacy with God means we are never alone. It means we have peace. It means we are courageous and capable of overcoming, no matter the circumstances. And I love that. With God, we're never alone. He's always with us. And intimacy became the most beautiful and precious thing to me, because I began to truly understand how much the Lord really loves me, and how much He enjoys spending time with me, and I want more. I have such a huge desire to know more about Him and myself. That's another reason for intimacy with God, because the more I learn about Him, the more I learn about myself and why He created me. Well, yeah, He made you. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, and God wants and desires intimacy with me, a sinner. He wants close familiarity. That's a hard word to say. (laughs) Hard to say. With me. You know, how? Why? Well, it's because he made me. Like you said, Susan, he created me. He knitted me together in my mother's womb. And it says in Psalm 139, 13 through 16, For you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in the secret place, when I was woven together in the depths of the earth. Your eyes saw my unformed body. All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. He loves me, and he loves each one of you guys, too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, intimacy allows us access to God our Father. Yes. It gets us closer to him and allows us access into his heavenly courtroom. It allows us access to his heart. Intimacy gains us access to the Father's heart for us, to know His plans, and to understand how His kingdom works. Intimacy is the key to accessing everything having to do with our relationship with God. It's the key to being one with the Father, Jesus, and His Holy Spirit. Yes, it is. You know, the Apostle Paul tells us in Ephesians 5 that the, it's, uh, that the marriage relationship that God formed between a husband and his wife 
is a reflection of God's relationship with man. Just as in a marriage relationship, you can make a covenant before God with your husband or wife, and by making that covenant agreement, you have agreed to love each other every day until death do you part in sickness and in health, and as both of you both shall live, like right. they say in the marriage mm-hmm. vows. Yeah. But what if you treated that relationship with your spouse like many treat their relationship with God? What if the only time you talked to each other was when you needed something from each other? Oh, wow. Ouch. And what Boy. if you came to your husband or your wife first thing in the morning with your long to-do list and expected them to take care of that list as soon as you gave it to them? They'd take off. Yeah. Peace. <laughs> 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 Okay, and, and what about this? What if you never consummated the marriage relationship? Wow. Okay, how long do you think that marriage would last? Not long. <laughs> no. You know, I know that's, that may sound crazy, that analogy, but just like the work, time, and effort that it takes to make a marriage successful, we too have to take the time and effort to build a relationship with God. Yes, that is so true, Laura. Mm-hmm. And speaking of making time for God and family relationships, My family, my kids and husband, as well as other family members who know me, they all joke about my wanting to get a Boston Terrier one day. Aw, little puppy. (laughs) My niece rescued one, and he's the sweetest. Zorro is his name. Zorro. And my dogs are so big, (laughs) so a cute small one would be nice. But recently, another one of my nieces saw a Boston Terrier advertised at her local SPCA seeking to be rescued. He's the cutest. Oh, I bet. And the owner had to give it up. I got so excited, and then I remembered he was all the way in New York. <laughs> and it wouldn't be easy for me to get him. Yeah. Then my thoughts immediately went to how much I already had to care for my dogs. We have. And it can be a lot of work, yeah. honestly. Mm-hmm. How could I possibly care for another one? Each one would receive less time, energy, and love. The point of this story is that it reminds me of how I grew up. Maybe coming from a very large family. Yeah. I grew up thinking there's only so much love to go around. It comes from a spirit of lack, and it's not from God. Right. God is so abundant with love, and there's so much more to go around, around, and around again, and never ending. Mm-hmm. There's always more. Yeah. It reminded me of distort- how distorted my view of God was. Like, how could he love me and everyone else, too? Right. Our human mind cannot grasp that amount of love, so we try to contain it or put it in a box. Don't get too close because we don't think we deserve something so good without earning it. We're controlling it and remain what we think is a safe distance. It's ludicrous, but it's true of our human nature. You know, I was going to say something real quick. I was thinking about what you said and how God, you know, know, the, the love of God and how it expands, basically. And I was thinking about... When we had our first son. Yeah. And, you know, we had him, and then we were thinking about having another child, but we kept thinking, how could we love another child as much as we love this one? Like, we couldn't wrap our minds around, like, loving another child as much as this first one. Right. Right. But then you have the other child, and you're like, oh, I get it. You know? (laughs) It just expands. It expands, and you won't get it until you go through that, right? Right. And so God kind of gave us that example of this is how my love expands. Every time I create, right? Yes. Every time I, you know, think of and create another human being, my love just expands even more so, you know? Yes. So it's just thought just popped in my head when I was thinking about that. You know, isn't it amazing how the enemy convinced us that we're not good enough to be loved the way Mm -hmm. God intended? Right. 
But it's a lie because yeah. it, we're more than good enough to be loved by God, right? Mm-hmm. And it's hard sometimes for our human mind to grasp that kind of love. But that's why it's so important for us to have an intimate relationship with God because He will show us how much He loves us. Yes, He will. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, in his book, Immortal Diamond, Richard Rohr, one of my favorite authors, mm-hmm. just yes. described oh, yes, <laughs> <laughs> intimacy as our capacity for closeness and tenderness towards things. It is often revealed in moments of risky self-disclosure. Intimacy lets itself out and others in. Yeah. I mean, when you hear someone tell his or her testimony, do you not feel validated yourself? Yeah. I mean, that person's opening themselves up to being vulnerable and admitting experiences in life that show us they weren't perfect and they struggled. Mm -hmm. Two things in which we all experience in life. Right. Imperfections, weakness, and a willingness to admit it. Richard Rohr says, poor in spirit is a compliment. Yeah. The inner knowledge of God's love is itself the indwelling presence. Peter and Jesus, after he denied him three times, Jesus allowed Peter to tell him how much he loved him three times. Mm-hmm. The love exchange between the two clearly teaches how God deals with the soul, the true self. Right. This is how any true friend protects and creates the other. And how could divine love ever be less than the most loving friend you ever had? Right. The Oxford Language Dictionary describes the definition of secret as something that is kept or meant to be unknown or unseen by others. For example, I remember when I was eight or nine years old, around Christmas time, my brother and I would sneak into the room where we discovered wrapped <laughs> presents from my family. <laughs> mm-hmm. Sneaky little thing. <laughs> there was one big object with a towel draped over it, and he went over and looked at it. He told me I shouldn't look at it until I received it on Christmas Day. And he kept that secret, never told me what it was, and I never looked. You can't imagine the excitement and joy I felt when I finally opened the gift on Christmas Day. I would have totally looked. (laughs) (laughs) Now we get to know each person, right? What they would do. I totally would have looked. Yeah. It was a handmade dollhouse that so my dad cool. made for Aww. me. Mm-hmm. I felt so special. I bet. I trusted my brother as well. He had my best interests in mind, and I knew if I betrayed his instructions, I wouldn't have been so excited. That's so good. good. Yeah. So do we, do I want to get in on the big secret of God? Oh, yeah. The big hidden secret is this. An infinite God seeks and desires intimacy with the human soul. Mm. Yes. Once you experience such intimacy, only the intimate language of lovers describes what is going on for you. Mystery, tenderness, singularity, specialness, nakedness, risk, incessant longing, and of course also suffering. Yeah. Only, only when we are in such a tender place of vulnerability can God safely reveal the inside of God to us. Can I just interject right here? Yeah. Right here? Yeah. Because when I first started receiving words from God, I kept getting poetry. You know, wow. every yeah, you time, that. yeah, right. So, and every time I would hear him speaking, I'm thinking I should write this down, and I'd go write down. It was always a poem, and I thought, well, how beautiful the first words that I really audibly scribed, you know, for God was his love poetry. Yeah, wow. Over me, beautiful. over his people, you know, right? Love language. Yes. So cool. Yeah. Just made me think of that when you were talking about it. So Yeah. That's mm. good. Yeah. Well, it kind of also makes me think about 
you know, just growing up and playing the piano my whole life. Mm-hmm. That was my love language with him. Yeah. Yes. You know, and still is. But yeah, it's, there's no, bound, there's, he's just. He's infinite. It, yeah. His, his, the way he loves us is infinite. And, and, it's and he's for everybody. creator God. So he, he is the creator, the artist. Yes. You know, he created music. He created poetry. All those things is, yes. his, is part of his, the way he expresses love yeah. yes. to us. Lots yeah. of different ways. <laughs> the things that we've experienced here on earth are, we haven't even barely touched the surface of what's in heaven waiting for us. Right. Like it's right. so many things that it's supposed to be on earth as it is in heaven. Mm-hmm. We have to call those things down. We've only yes. had glimpses. We've only had little glimpses. And look yeah. how far, you know, we're in the year 2022. We've been here quite a while. Mm-hmm. And uh, we still haven't barely touched I think we're going to get some big glimpses. Oh yeah, coming up. <laughs> yeah. Stay tuned. Oh. <laughs> um, when God sees someone whose heart fully trusts His promises and lives by them, God comes to strongly support that saint and manifests Himself to him. That's right. What what I was just talking about. Yeah. Yep. In in John four twenty one it says fourteen. Wh- you mean John fourteen twenty one? Excuse me. <laughs> Whoever has my commandments and keeps them, it is he who loves me, and he who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I will love him and manifest myself to him. Mm. Yeah, God's always looking at our hearts. He knows just by looking into our hearts how much we desire a relationship with them. We can't mm-hmm. hide that. You know? mm-hmm. So if we fully trust his promises and live by them, as Susan just mentioned, we begin coming in alignment with him, and it changes our whole life. That's yes. good stuff, Susan. Yeah. And, you know, my relationship with the Trinity, which is the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, it's the most important relationship in my life. And then, of course, it's my husband, my children, my grandchildren, family, friends, you know, it goes from there. But it's because of my relationship with God that I can love my family the way that I do. I'm not perfect. I still make mistakes, which is why intimacy with God has become so important to me. He will let me know if I need to change the way I'm doing things. I'm always learning new things from the Lord, and He teaches me how to love my family well. And I'm grateful for that. Hmm. And I wouldn't be able to do any of those things without intimacy with God. It's my motivation to do all things well for God because He's done so much for me. Yeah. Right? Yep. You know, the best way to begin cultivating uh, a relationship with God is, first of all, just to read your Bible. Yeah, that's that's good. Yes. Yeah. This is really the best way a new follower of God can come to know the heart of God. Yeah. The Bible will fill you with knowledge attained from God's people from the beginning of time here on earth. It's the introduction of God's great love for you and for all mankind. You know, the Bible is God's truth that's written for us as a guide to help us in every way. It's holy scripture that was God-breathed, meaning that it was written by inspiration of the Holy Spirit to those who recorded those stories and told their firsthand experiences and accounts of their relationship with God. Mm. So reading and knowing the Bible for yourself is crucial to the life of a Christ follower. Yes. It is your guide to living your life in the ways of Yahweh. This is another name for God, our Creator. It's the name that represents the one who breathes the very breath of life into us. Mm -hmm. God knows everything about you, and He has handpicked you to join Him in a relationship with Him. It's an honor to be chosen and called by God to become His son or daughter and to be a part of His kingdom. So you might be asking yourself right now, well, what does God expect from me in our relationship? Right. I mean, honestly, the one thing he desires most from us is that we give him our love. 
Because 1 John 4.19 says, we love him because he loved us first. You know what, Laura, can yeah. I just say, you know, you're, you're in reading, talking about reading the Bible, mm-hmm. and you were saying poetry, he was communicating that way, and music, right. and, you know, reading the Bible, we each, there's no other you, there's no other Laura, right? there's no other me. So in reading the Bible, you're, you're, it's a, you're reading it for yourself, Mm-hmm. And it's going to speak to you in your own way. Right. That's why it's important to to read it. Right. You're right. Gonna, it's going to come alive to each one of us differently. Right. Because when we read the Word, it's the Holy Spirit that's going to speak to our it hearts alive. through the Word. Right. Because yes. it's God breathed. It's it's alive. Yes. It's active, and it has the ability to change us. Right. And yes. transform us. Right. Yes. So when we read it and we're taking it in and it's changing us, it's speaking to us at the same time. Yeah, yeah. and we have different things going on in each one of our lives, right. so it's going to speak to us. An individual message. Yes. Right, yeah. right. You know, we spend time with those that we love, right? Right. So yes. spending time alone with God is really important, and it takes time, you know, to get to know someone really well. Yeah. Like, it's taken us time just to get yeah. to know each other well. Right. You know, yes. we, we started doing this. We knew each other from Bible study, but right. doing the podcast, we've come to know each other even more so. Right. Because we spend so much time just preparing and getting ready and right. working, mm-hmm. you know. And so, we just have to spend time with people to really get to know them well. So, again, just setting time aside for yourself with Him is super important. Yeah. And now you're probably wondering, okay, so what do I do during that time alone with God, right? It's true. Well, like I said, spending time, you want to spend time reading His Word. It's really important to know who God is. He's the creator of the cosmos, right? He's the creator of all living things, the creator of all mankind, and the one who thought of you even before He created this earth. His thoughts were on you as He created this beautiful world for you to live in and dwell in. He created you to live in relationship with Him from the very beginning and partner with Him to bring the things of heaven down to the earth. Right. His desire is to enrich your life and help you to walk in His kingdom kingdom ways. And the best way to understand everything that He has to offer you is to take time to read God's Word. Yes. Spend time alone in prayer communicating with God is how we become more intimate with Him. This is where we pour our heart out to Him. And we can hear what is on his heart for us. So true. Yeah. And this needs to be a daily practice. Yes. Not just once in a while. Do this every day. Not on Sundays and Wednesdays. <laughs> <laughs> it can be. Yeah. But, you know. It's not like a cup where you can fill it up and store it for later. And then then not sit with him for a week. Yeah. Because, I mean, you know? stuff will stay with you, but you need reinforcement. Yeah. Every day. Right. Like getting a drink of water. You don't just take a drink once a week. Yes. You need it every day just to survive, right? Yes. yes. So, I mean, even if you don't have a large time slot, you know, set aside uh, to meet with him each day, just start by spending the first part of your day acknowledging him and praising him and giving him thanks just for the new day. You know, I'll wake up sometimes and I turn over and I, a lot of times I like to go open up the blinds and just let the light come in, the natural light. Yeah. Instead of turning the light on, I like the natural light mm-hmm. first and um, you know, just waking up and just I stare out at the horizon out my window and I just say, thank you, God. Thank you for this new day. Thank you for a new day to live in you. Yeah. I'm excited about what you're going to teach me today. Mm-hmm. You know, it's mm-hmm. it's just like turning over and telling the one you love, hey, good morning. Yep. You know, mm-hmm. and just start thanking him for the relationship that you have together and thank him for loving you and for having the opportunity to love him 
all throughout the day within your thought processes. That's good, yeah. You know, a life that's lived in thanksgiving and praise to God honors him and he loves it. The Bible says in 1 Thessalonians 5.17 to pray without ceasing. So we can make it our practice to be in a continual state of communication with God all day long. And by spending time with God's word and spending time alone in prayer, we're going to be able to begin to recognize God's voice speaking to us through the Holy Spirit that he's put inside of us. Yep. The Holy Spirit will lead you and guide you into all truth. He will never speak to you in a condemning voice or in a voice that causes you to feel ashamed You know, while you're pursuing God. Right. God's Spirit will bring conviction to your heart for sure when you're pursuing the wrong things that go against God's heart for you, but He will never condemn you. Because in Romans 8, 1 through 2, it says, So now there is no condemnation for those who belong to Christ Jesus. And because you belong to Him, the power of the life-giving Spirit has freed you from the power of sin that leads to death. So right there, Rick, mm-hmm. just know that if you're feeling or hearing that condemnation, that's from the enemy of God. Right. Mm-hmm. It does not come from God. Right. Yeah, that's one to point Right, yeah. So the Holy Spirit's voice won't be condemning you, but leading you and guiding you to live in a brand new way, free from the power of sin that once had a hold over you. Yes. Because you were following, you know, before you came to Christ or before you make that decision, you're influenced by the God of this world, which is Satan. Right. You know, Mm -hmm. and so it's either one or the other. You're either following God or you're following Satan. That's right. Right. And so it's that's why we're we're really stressing the importance of reading His Word, spending time with Him, so you recognize clearly. God's voice is speaking to you because it's always going to line up with His truth, His right. Word, the Bible. And you're not going to feel bad. You're never going to feel bad. Even even in your sin, if you're feeling bad, that's the guilt. That's the, that's the enemy saying, mm-hmm. you're never going to be good enough. You should not. You know, you're, you're not going to be able to. God's not going to forgive you. You're not good enough. Mm-hmm. No. That's a condemning voice. That's a condemning mm-hmm. voice. Right. But God, when you sit with Him, you're always going to feel His peace, mm-hmm. His love, His grace, His mercy. He just wants to guide you into a relationship with Him so He can show you a better way to do things. Right, because the Holy Spirit, with Him inside of you as a Christian, right. as a believer, He's going to nudge you in the right direction. Right. He's going to say, it's not really a good idea to do that. Right. You know, and you're going to have to understand when you read God's Word, then you'll re- understand what's right, what's wrong. Mm-hmm. You know, the Ten Commandments were created. Right as a basically a set of rules and right and wrong because the people didn't understand they had been slaves in Egypt for a long time right you know and they needed a good set of rules to keep them in the right guidelines right. you know right. this is wrong do you understand this yeah. is morally Ill- wrong yes. <laughs> you can't just go kill somebody you right. know and the more time you spend with god the more time that you spend getting to know him mm-hmm. you're going to learn to recognize all of those things right so, so don't think that we're just you know hey god just told us no Mm-mm. the more you spend time with him you'll figure it out right. i promise you right so remember satan's voice that speaks lies into our minds and deceives us into thinking things that are going to be contrary to god in god's ways right and his, his word. word yeah that's why we stress the importance again read your bible read get a copy of the bible if you don't have it by knowing his word and knowing God's character. See, by reading the Bible, you're going to understand his character. Right. Mm-hmm. And you'll be able to distinguish very quickly whose voice is yep. speaking to you. We were just talking about, yep. So one way that we can actually show God how much we love him is by being obedient to him and his direction for our lives. Jesus poured out his whole life for us by dying in our place and dying the death of a criminal. 
He was crucified on the cross, taking the penalty for the sins of humanity. This is a debt that we could never repay, and only by the blood of Jesus, God's only Son, can we have forgiveness of our sin debt and walk in freedom today. So our obedience to God and His ways shows Him we truly love Him for all that He did for us. Our actions speak louder than our words, right? Yep. Yeah, that's, that's good. Yep. Another way of getting to know God is by meditating on His character. This can be done by reviewing and digging deeper into His many names. Oh, that's so good. <clears throat> yeah. Um, for example, El Shaddai, Lord God Almighty, El Elyon, the Most High God, Adonai, Lord Master, Yahweh, Lord Jehovah, Jehovah Nisi, the Lord my banner, Jehovah Ra, the Lord my shepherd, Jehovah Rapha, the Lord that heals, Jehovah Shama, the Lord is there, Jehovah Seed Canoe, Sid Canoe, Sid Canoe, the like Lord that. our righteousness. I'll pronounce these the best I can. Mm-hmm. Yeah, some of them are hard. We're doing our best, folks. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not perfect. Jehovah <laughs> Mekadishkum, the Lord Pretty who close. sanctifies you. <laughs> El Olam, the everlasting God. Elohim, God. Kana, jealous. Jehovah Jireh, the world, the Lord will provide. Jehovah Shalom, the Lord is peace, and Jehovah Sabaoth, the Lord of hosts. So you, good. You did well. <laughs> a lot of names. So proud of you, There's Susan. <laughs> he sure has a lot of character. He does. Yeah. God is too profound to be limited to the names, but reviewing them can give us an idea of this profoundness or depth of his being and love for us. Yeah. God wants intimacy with each one of us, as we've said. And it is written and displayed throughout the Bible. There are so many examples showing us he doesn't give up on us. He wants what's best for us. And I discovered this from reading and meditating on his word. You know, my brother-in-law had to go for a bypass heart procedure in the hospital recently. He doesn't believe in God. Oh, no. And my husband, against his worldly judgment, texted a scripture before the procedure. The scripture was Psalm 91. He did this knowing it wasn't going to be received well. So before sending the text, my husband went to God first. He wanted intimate time with God to talk about his fears about sending the scripture. Yeah. This was something he really didn't want to do. His personal time with God gave him the strength to follow through. It gave him the grace to be obedient and trust it would be received well. What my husband discussed with me after was, If you go spend alone time with God about your fears, asking for strength and following through with obedience, it doesn't actually matter how it's received. Right. You're not responsible for how someone's going to take something or receive it. You're just responsible for being obedient Mm -hmm. to to deliver the message. Yes. Mm -hmm. Well, your husband, he did a really great thing for his brother, you know, and I love that because he wasn't sure how it was going to be received, he decided to to discuss it with the Lord, Mm -hmm. and the Lord does what he does best. You know, he calmed your husband's fears simply by stating that it doesn't matter how it's received. He was doing what he felt God asked him to do. Mm -hmm. So no matter what his brother, his brother's reaction was, he was covered in that Psalm 91 scripture, and this is just a part of it. It says, the Lord is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, my husband and I prayed for a successful procedure and complete healing over him. We trusted in God by asking him for complete healing. Faith is believing what we cannot see or be experienced by our five senses. Right. 
His brother was blessed with a successful procedure and is now mending. Thank, so he's doing thank you, good. God. So he's doing well. Yeah, that's great. Mm-hmm. That's great. You know, I, I simply cannot imagine doing life without God. It would have to be a dark, insecure, lonely, fearful way to live. Right. We experienced a training exercise in my spiritual direction training in which we had to do this. Imagine the world without God. I did not like anything about this mm-hmm. exercise. <laughs> Wonder why. <laughs> but I know that I wouldn't want to return to that dark, evil feeling I felt. Yeah. Kind of like you, Kathy. Um, I'm sure when you visited hell in the supernatural realm. And yeah. Thank, thank God, though, you could hold on to Jesus in right. that yeah. vision. Yeah. Tightly. Yeah, very tightly. Yeah, so for our listeners, I had an experience a couple of weeks ago where Jesus took me down to hell. And you could read that whole experience on my website. It's kathyzaka.com. It's on my blog, and the date for that one is September the 23rd. You know, those images are still very vivid in my mind. And after that experience, like you said, Susan, I do not want to imagine living in a world without God. I don't think you could ever forget what you saw. No. Right. You know? No. It also made me feel so blessed and thankful for what God did do for us by sending Jesus to dwell among us and die on the cross to be resurrected so we could have an intimate relationship with God. It's like receiving an amazing gift before you even know what it is. Like the story I shared earlier about Christmas. Mm -hmm. Yeah, with your brother. (laughs) Yeah. But once you know that you've received it and it becomes known in your heart, Right. A grateful, humble heart emerges and there's no going back. Right. Yeah. Life is forever changed and I will continue to change. It will continue to change for the better. Yeah. Christ has done all the hard work on the cross to make intimacy with God possible. All he requires is that you believe in him. He wants you to trust him with all your heart. That's good. Which means his invitation to you to enjoy intimacy with him is the province of your life that is testing your faith more than anything else. Mm. What you must trust God most for right now is where he means for you to draw closer to him. Yeah. More than likely, it's an invitation that our flesh wants to resist or decline. Right. Mm-hmm. But as you read in Hebrews 12:1, it says, Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles, and let us run with perseverance that race marked out for us. Mm-hmm. Intimacy with God often occurs in the places where we must we must trust Him most. Right. Heaven on earth is the in- inexpressible joy and the peace that surpasses all understanding that comes from trust in God wholly. Mm-hmm. Now is a good or better time than ever to trust God with all the worldly events occurring. Yeah. Yeah. For example, imagine all those without power due to the hurricane in Florida. Yes. <clears throat> also, the poor folks who needed rescue and continue need to need emergency assistance. God doesn't want us to wait for a catastrophe to occur to finally believe and trust in him. Right. Right. He wants to show us that he continually desires relationship with us as sure as each breath he gives us to breathe and keep us alive. So good. So good. Also, we are in the least intimate time right now. If we consider how much time spent on social media or technology, right? depending how it's used, it can be replaced with surface superficial messages or communication. There are constant pressures with a spirit of comparison. Is this post really showing who the person is? Yeah. Mm-hmm. With God, you can be real. God wants to know everything about you, the good, the bad, and by being open, intimate, and honest with God about everything, you begin to learn who he is, all loving, caring, powerful, and accepting. You forgot the ugly. 
<laughs> the good, the bad, and the ugly. <laughs> that's being real. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Nobody shows so, their ugly picture on social media. <laughs> no, just the best one. Right. <laughs> Wait, uh, let me pucker my lips. <laughs> Sorry. I know. See what do you do? Put on all those yeah. things like that take away the wrinkles. And right. <laughs> yeah. Filters. Filters. filters yes. Thank you. On, on social media, you don't relate in an intimate way. No. Are you memeing your feelings and Instagramming God? <laughs> oh, <laughs> gosh. God doesn't want us posting our best picture of ourselves. He wants the real you. The uh, ugly ones. <laughs> God already knows everything about you. He created you, like right. you said before, Kathy. Yeah, mm-hmm. he sure did. And he knows me better than I know myself, which is simply amazing. And I want to share an experience I had with the Lord a few days ago. I was worshiping and praising His name, and as I quieted all of my crazy thoughts and just focused on being intimate with Him, I found myself sitting in God's lap. Mm -hmm. His arms were wrapped tightly around me. And one of the most wonderful things about God is He already knows our hearts. He knows our minds when we come to spend time with Him. And He knew I was coming to talk about intimacy with Him. And He started out my whole experience with a wonderful embrace that just made me feel so safe, loved, and cherished. And then I began seeing many different things as I was in the heavens. Uh, Some I've seen before, other things that were new to me. And it was almost as if he wanted to remind me of the beauty of the intimacy I have with him. He's just such a wonderful father. Mm -hmm. And one of the first things I saw in heaven was my favorite horse, Torch. And if you haven't heard that story, I'll just tell you that Torch is Michael the Archangel's horse. So cool. Pretty awesome. I then saw a ship, which I've never seen a ship in heaven before. It was full of people. They were all smiling and laughing, and they were having a good time. I saw an elephant playing in the water. The first <laughs> time I've ever seen an elephant. That was cool. It was a, it was a young elephant. It was a baby one. Aww. I found myself on the back of an eagle once again, which I've done several times, and we soared high over the water in heaven. And then I was suddenly watching Jesus and God dancing with children. Mm-hmm. And as soon as I was there, both Jesus and my father invited me to come dance with them. So I ran. I stood right between them. And I quickly found myself dancing with them. You know, there was so much joy in my heart. It was so amazing. And I get to experience all these things because the intimacy I have with the Lord. I feel refreshed after I spend time with Him. And I've said this before, but every time I intentionally spend time with God, I never know what to expect. But I go sit and wait on Him with expectancy in my heart. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to talk to Jesus about intimacy. And after we finished dancing, I pulled Him aside. He already knew I was there. Like I said, he knows. And he said, I want you to write what you think intimacy with me is. As, as soon as he said that, I was overwhelmed with feelings of love for my Savior. I just love Jesus so, so much. And the words started flowing out of me. You know, intimacy with the Lord is so special. It brings such freedom to my heart and mind. And when something comes up in my life that's unexpected or brings fear, he is the first person I go to. I check with him first for guidance. Sometimes he tells me I have nothing to fear, and he immediately calms my quickening heart. Other times he tells me to pray, so I do. But I always know what he expects because of the intimacy I share with him. I know that he's with me, and peace always floods in. My husband, of course, knows me better than anyone here on earth does, right? Because I have intimacy with him. We share everything with each other. He's my best friend. But even though my husband knows me well, he doesn't know my thoughts unless I share them with him. He can't be with me every second of every day, but Jesus is, God is, Holy Spirit is. Mm -hmm. They're with me every second of every day. They know my Mm -hmm. thoughts. 
I don't have to love them a special way. I don't need to do anything because they love me no matter what. They love me on my best days. They love me on my worst days. Our Father's always cheering us on, even when we sin, because He loves us so much. You know, I was going to just say, I, I, when you wanted to spend time with Him, and what did He do? He invited you to come dance and play with them. Yes. And just jump in, right? wherever they were, right. whatever activity was going always, on. He always does that. And that's just, it's so inviting. Yes. Yeah. And it's so fun. And Joyful. it's so filled with joy. You know, that's you what I kept seeing was just joy. You never experience rejection. Yeah. You and I just, I thought, that's what intimacy really is all. Like you said, explain to me what you think. It, yes. And then what did you just see? Yeah. You know, it's like, what did you just see us doing? Yeah. What did you just experience? Right. Right about that. Yeah. You know, it's just so good because he showed you first. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Again, uh-huh. God loved us first. Right. That's why we love him. Yeah. That's so good. Ah, I was thinking about that. Yeah. Well, it took me time to get to the place I'm in now with the Lord. You know, we've right. all talked about that. Right. It actually took me years. And it's because I can be pretty stubborn. <laughs> but <laughs> So I knew, can we all. Yeah. I knew he wanted me, me to go deeper. <laughs> <laughs> Except Susan. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> he wanted me to learn more. So I gave him access to every part of me. And that was, that was so important. You know, the things that I had closed off in my heart that no one else was allowed to touch. I gave it all to him. Mm-hmm. You know, the more I realized the hurt and damage it was causing, the easier it became to let it go. So once I conquered one thing, I would ask him, what's next, Father? Mm-hmm. And he would show me. Some things shocked me because I didn't even realize I was holding on to some of those things. Mm-hmm. But he was faithful in showing me and guiding me through all of it. Right. And the Lord had full access. Well, he still does. He has access to everything in my heart. I hold nothing back from him, and I walk in peace and freedom. Now, the enemy does come, still kill and destroy. He still comes to me a lot. He tries to steal it all away, but I'm learning to recognize and take authority over it. Right. So mm-hmm. the intimacy I have with the Lord, it stays with me all day. It stays with me when I'm sleeping. You know, if I wake up in the middle of the night, this happens to all of us, my heart, it immediately connects with God. If I feel peace, I go right back to sleep. Mm-hmm. If I feel alarmed, I wait for instructions. Do I need to pray, Lord, for something or someone? Is there a spirit in my house that shouldn't be there? And that makes me get up out of that bed. Oof. Rebuke it. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes yep. I get that annoying yes. all out. You know you're not allowed to be in this house. It's the constant connection that I have with him that gets me through every single day. Some days are harder than others, and I need his reassurance, his, reassurance, his guidance, his wisdom, right? And on the good days, I laugh with him and I joke with him. Just like dancing with Jesus? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he's my friend, my teacher, my father. And I so enjoy the intimacy that we share. And the intimacy is, again, we say this a lot, it's important because it allows you to get to really know God deeply. He will show you sides of himself that will shock you, make you laugh. He'll dance with you, sing with you, talk with you. He will give you instructions or directions in your life. He will never let you down. That's the God that I know and love. Yep. You know, and you're worthy of his love too, no matter what you've done. You're worthy of an intimate relationship with God, your Father, your Creator. But you have to choose it. And then you have to go after it. And he will meet you at every step you'll take. And every single time I sit and wait on the God and I shut off the world and all the junk that weighs me down and just focus on him, I experience his joy. He is overjoyed when I connect with him. Sometimes he will hold out his hand and say, come on, let's go. Mm-hmm. And I'll grab hold of his hand and, we, and I run with him. And usually when that happens, he always has something amazing he wants to show me. Sometimes he greets me with a smile or a hug. But no matter what, it's always with joy. And I am so thankful for it. Intimacy is the key to all of it. Yeah, 
Yes. Yeah. And I will say that if you just set aside time in the morning before you start your day to spend time with the, you know, in prayer with the Lord, he'll he'll set your pace for right. that day. Right. He'll bless you with a renewed mindset. He'll bless the time that you gave him that day by multiplying the time and the tasks that you have for that day. Right. You know, this comes from my own experience from over 22 years of getting up first thing in the morning and spending time with him in prayer. You know, I read an article uh, from businessinsider.com entitled 21 Successful People Who Wake Up Incredibly Early. <laughs> I just thought it was interesting. And in the article, most of those these people, these top CEOs of their businesses got up anywhere between 3.30 in the morning and 6 a.m. I know that's early. Wow. Yeah. There was no mention of spirituality or religion in these in this article that I read. But what I did notice was that each one of them was doing some kind of an activity that either benefited their physical health or they were spending time communicating. Like communicating was a big thing. Right. Checking emails, sending emails, you know. I'd hate to get a, an email at 3.30 in the morning from my <laughs> boss, but... <laughs> They were checking or sending out emails early in the morning while their thoughts were fresh in their minds. Mm -hmm. See, there's a lot of good fresh thoughts that come either in the middle of the night. After you've had rest. Yeah. Yep. yep, Or early in the morning. And they were working out to make sure that they got their necessary time, you know, to dedicate to their health before the the day began. Right. And when God called me to get up at 530 in the morning and spend time with him in prayer, uh, I wasn't really thrilled about that idea. You know, that was really hard. And it took a major shift in my I sleep my sleep schedule. Right. You know, I had to get to bed a little bit earlier, or, you know, things like that. And at that time, I had two young boys that kept me busy all day long. So I didn't have the energy when I only had four hours of sleep, you know. But God really knew I needed to rise up early enough to be one step ahead of them and the busyness of my day. You know, that's not my idea, but that was God's idea. Right. Mm-hmm. But no matter how much I, re- I, I resisted this in my mind, you know, the whole idea, I knew I needed to be obedient to God's call. That's right. So I didn't understand it at that time all that God needed me to do, all that needed to change in me. There was a lot. Yeah. And all I knew was I needed to do this. So when I began my time in prayer, I probably spent like 30 minutes, you know, in prayer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But as time went on and a deep cleansing of my life began, mm-hmm. I found I was spending more and more time with him, like more like an hour, an hour and a half. Same um, for me. That's yeah. The same thing. You just, yeah. it's just easy to do. Right. Once you have intimacy. Right. And then, you know, as the years have gone by, because it's been 22 years, you know, I find so much more joy and refreshment in my time alone with God that mm-hmm. honestly, it's more like two hours with him every morning. Yep. But I'm not saying this, you know, because to cause anybody to be discouraged in any way at all. Right. I'm just sharing this to explain just how wonderful time alone with God can be. Like with Kathy, with dancing in, in the heavens with God. And she, I'm like, how fun is that? Yeah. Right? Pretty cool. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so, of course, you're going to spend a lot of time. Oh, yeah. Because when you leave, after you leave that experience, oh, my gosh, my whole focus, my my heart's changed. My, I'm like, woo. Let's right. go. It's like you're. Uh, I'm not frustrated or angry or right. You know, just it just changes your. It's like whole getting your vitamins each day. Yes. You know, it just gives, gives you the you energy to keep going. Strength, and it, joy, yeah. peace. Because I mean, love. honestly, your mind controls a lot of how you feel, right? Yes. So when your mind is changed towards God's mindset, mm-hmm. everything's changed. Everything's mm-hmm. changed, and all of a sudden you've got renewed energy. Yep. You know. You know, like David expresses um, what I receive in my intimate time alone with God each day in Psalm 16. He says, 
You, eternal one, are my sustenance and my life-giving cup. Say, my life-giving cup every day. Mm -hmm. In that cup, you hold my future and my eternal riches. My home is surrounded in beauty. You have gifted me with abundance and rich, and a rich, can't even say it, and a rich legacy. (laughs) (laughs) Life is good, a good life. My heart is glad. My soul is full of joy and my body is at rest. Who could want for more? You will not abandon me to experience death in the grave and leave me to rot alone. Instead, you direct me on the path that leads to a beautiful life. And as I walk with you, the pleasures are never ending and I know true joy and contentment. You know, in this time alone with God, I receive pleasure, joy, Mm. purpose for living, instruction for each day, and a renewed energy, like I said, that wasn't there before. I think about the article that I read and how each one of those successful people spent time communicating before their day began. Now, just imagine how spending time alone with God, the God of the cosmos, would affect you each morning by allowing Him to communicate His messages to you and directing your path each day you're setting yourself up for a divine path of success. You know, and this is also an exercise for your spiritual fitness, right? Yeah. Right. Like they were working out, but this is spiritual fitness. Mm-hmm. And again, I'm not saying you have to do this. I'm just sharing my experience and my testimony of how God has totally transformed my life because I followed his plan instead of mine. Yep. You know, Psalm 25, 4 through 5 says, Show me the right path, O Lord. Point out the road for me to follow. Lead me by your truth and teach me. For you are the God who saves me all day long. I put my hope in you. That's beautiful. Mm -hmm. You know, in the Old Testament, we were told to love the Lord your God. All Mm -hmm. the responsibility was on us. Right. 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 In the New Testament, it's all on believing his love for us. Right. All our responsibility is on us to believe his love for us. God's love for us is the key. To intimacy. Yeah, we just have to accept it. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, I like this, what Kenneth Copeland says. He emphasizes his suggestion for us to try reading scripture and put the word love where God's name is. For example, I just took Psalm 5. It says, Give ear to my words, O love. Consider my sighing. Listen to my cry for help, my King and my love, for to you I pray. In the morning, O love, you hear my voice. In the morning, I lay my requests before you and wait in expectation. That's good. I like Mm -hmm. that. He suggests chewing and meditating this way to reflect on how profound God's love is Mm -hmm. for us. Mm -hmm. I believe intimacy is spending time alone with God for sure, but I also believe intimacy with God is shared with the ones we love, neighbors, nature, through sermons, music, testimonies, the word, as we've said. Right. Books and shows like The Chosen, for example. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, speaking of The Chosen, I actually I want to climb into the TV screen <laughs> <laughs> and enter into the TV show and be with Jesus. Not the actor, but the real Jesus. Uh, right. That's so cool. <laughs> we see on that show that Jesus would come back from serving and ministering to the crowds of people all day long, just exhausted. Mm-hmm. But Jesus refilled his cup by spending alone time with his father. Ding, ding, ding. Yeah. Right. Hello. Right. That's, that's why where, he got up early in the morning before everybody. Yeah. yeah. I'm sure his cup was refilled much quicker than ours could ever be. Right. But it makes me think of like a wind-up toy we had as children in simple terms. God gave Jesus to us as an example. 
He winds us up or fills our cup after spending intimate time with him, and we can again go back into the world serving his people. The challenge is to not get depleted. Yes, yes. And if we don't spend intimate time with God as often as we can, then we will definitely become depleted, Yes, which is what the enemy wants. That's what he wants. He knows that the longer that we stay disconnected from God, the easier the enemy can come in and distract each of us, Mm -hmm. and it slowly destroys us from the inside out. And we must not allow that to happen. We've, we've said this many times, but it's important. Intimacy with God is the key to a happy and healthy life. And I want to go back to what I was talking about earlier. Uh, when I was sitting with the Lord and He asked me to you know, write what I thought intimacy with Him was about, right? Mm-hmm. Well, I went back the next day after I'd written all this stuff down. And I, as I sat and I waited on God, I read all of that out loud to Him. All that He had asked me to write about intimacy. So as I was sitting there, the first thing I felt was joy. And I knew the Lord was close. Mm-hmm. And this is really cool. I found myself next to Jesus, and we were both swinging in swings, like mm-hmm. on a playground. Mm-hmm. And I looked behind me to see God, our Father, pushing us like we were little children. And we laughed as we went much higher and higher. You know, I just soaked it in. It, it's, it was so precious. He just loves us so much. Well, he says to come to him like a little child. That's what I did. Yeah. yeah. I've learned that when you go up there and, and, and you just, because he just wants to love on us. Ugh. <laughs> I'm going to get emotional thinking about it because, so good, yeah, it's just he loves us so, so much. And when we get when we're with him, you don't think about all the stuff that weighs you down mm-hmm. here. Mm-hmm. You just mm-hmm. don't think about just it. Just like a little kid, just you let's just, go play. I oh, just want to sit here and just soak it all in mm-hmm. and not ever have to come back. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. And, it, wow. you know, as we came to a stop, I knew in my spirit that Jesus had a special word for anyone that desires intimacy with him. This is pretty good. He, uh, Jesus said, you know, the enemy wants to keep you ensnared in this trap or in his trap. And as long as he has a hold on you, he will continue to try and convince you that I don't love you or you are not good enough to be loved by me. He will tell you that things will not get any better or that you are not worthy of being free and happy. Well, I can assure you that those are all lies spoken by the deceiver. Walk away from that trap. Throw it off of you and come to me and I will show you a better way. You are precious to me. I treasure you. I treasure your, treasure your smile, your laugh, the way you speak. And I find so much joy in you. And he's talking to all of his children here. Mm-hmm. So he says, let's explore it together. I desire intimacy with you. I want to spend time with you. I want you to get to know me. I already know you. And there's nothing about you that I, that I don't love and cherish. Right. So let it all go and choose to walk in freedom. Intimacy with me is the key. I will guide you, I will show you, and I will never leave your side. Don't be scared of it. And once you've chosen me, you will never have a reason to fear again, because I will protect you. Remember this, I love you, and I can't wait to spend time with you. Mm. He just wants to spend time with each one of us. He's so fun to be around. He's just fun. Mm-hmm. And he always <laughs> encourages and lifts me up. And I, I can't stress enough how important this special time with him is. Mm-hmm. You know, like I mentioned at the very beginning of this episode, the winds of change, they're upon us. Mm-hmm. Very soon, things will begin to rapidly change. And when the day of truth comes, when all the craziness is revealed, and it's coming, guys, intimacy with God will keep the fear of what's happening away. Yes. There will be some things revealed that will shock many, and the fear of God will sweep all over the earth, right? And if you know that you know deep in your heart that you've chosen God, then you have nothing to fear. You will be protected. But if you aren't sure what the status of your relationship is with God, now is the time to make that decision. Choose God. 
Choose his kingdom. Ask him to forgive you of your sins and tell him you want to pursue an intimate relationship with him. The Lord sees your heart and he will know if you mean it or, if you mean it or not. Then pursue an intimate relationship with him. You know, some of you may be listening to this podcast and this intimacy thing sounds so foreign to you. Right. You know, you may have heard about Jesus from your childhood or from a friend or you were taken to church by your parents, or your grandparents, but you never have understood what it means to have a relationship with Jesus, to have a relationship with someone that you can't even see with your own eyes. But Jesus said, just like Susan mentioned earlier in John 14, 6 and 7, Jesus told him, I am the way, the truth and the life. No one can come to the Father except through me. If you had really known me, you would know my, who my Father is. From now on, you do know him and you have seen him. And then in Ephesians 2, 5 through 6, it says that even though we were dead because of our sins, he gave us life when he raised Christ from the dead. It's only by God's grace that you've been saved. For he has raised us from the dead along with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms because we are united with Christ Jesus. Romans 10, 9 through 10 says, If you openly declare that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it's by believing in your heart that you are made right with God, and it is by openly declaring your faith that you are saved. So, you know, to begin to have a relationship with Jesus is recognizing that we were born into our lives with sin, and there is nothing humanly possible that you can do to attain a perfect life or, or you know, get good enough right, to right. get to a place where you're acceptable before God. Mm-hmm. It's only by an act of faith of recognizing who Jesus was and that he was crucified on a cross for our sinful nature, becoming the perfect sacrifice for our sins that he died, and but, but he was miraculously raised from the dead three days later, proving that he truly was the Son of God. It's a calling to your heart to give your life to him and let him cleanse Mm -hmm. every part of your life, removing all of your sin and becoming a son or a daughter of God. And when you make this decision, you're leaving your old life and lifestyle of sin behind. You leave it behind you and you're walking into a brand new life with Jesus Christ. Christ, you know, it's not Jesus's last name. Christ (laughs) means anointed one. And because you're being united with Jesus, You become anointed as well with the Holy Spirit in the moment that you give your life to Him. And today, we invite you to freely give your heart and your life to Jesus if you've never made that decision before. If you have a desire to be in a relationship with Him and to allow Him to be the Savior from your life of sin, to wash you and cleanse you, make you into a new person, you can pray this prayer with us right now. You don't have to be in a church to make this decision. You can pray with us right now, right here, right now, and Jesus will come into your life and transform you into a new person. So if that's you, we invite you to pray this prayer with us today. And just pray like this. Say, Jesus, I know and I recognize that I have sin in my life. Jesus, Jesus, I know and I recognize that I have sin in my life. I know there's nothing that I can humanly do to remove this sin. I know there's nothing that I can humanly do to remove this sin. But I believe in my heart that you truly are the Son of God. But I believe in my heart that you truly are the Son of God. And that it's only by your blood, Jesus. And that it's only by your blood, Jesus. That my life can truly be cleansed and my sins forgiven. 
that my life can be truly cleansed and my sins forgiven. So I ask you right now, so I ask you right now, to forgive me for living my life my own way. To forgive me for living my life my own way. And I ask you to cleanse me of all of my sins. And I ask you to cleanse me of all of my sins. Come into my life and transform me. Come into my life and transform me. I give myself to you. I give myself to you. And I choose to follow you. And I choose to follow you. And have a relationship with you. And have a relationship with you. And Jesus, and Jesus, I ask you now to fill me with your Holy Spirit. I ask you now fill me with your Holy Spirit. Giving me the ability to follow you faithfully all the days of my life. Giving me the ability to follow you faithfully all the days of my life. Thank you, Jesus. Thank, Thank you, Jesus. Jesus. I love you. I love you. Amen. Amen. You know, if you prayed that prayer with us today, please, please just send us an email. And you guys know the email. It's puretruthpodcast3, the number three, at gmail.com. And just tell us about your decision to follow Jesus. We'd love to write you back and just help you to grow in your relationship with God even more so. You know, right now, all of heaven is celebrating with you right now. And we're so excited for you. Yes. Yes. So now once you have a relationship like this with God, you begin to see things differently. I guarantee it. God and His Holy Spirit is going to open your eyes to see life differently. There's a freshness in your life, which is, you'll feel it. It's the Holy Spirit working within you. Yes. And you'll have a deeper desire to get to know God, His heaven, his, Him as a Heavenly Father, and get to know Him even better. Right. Yes. Yeah. beautiful, Laura. It's beautiful. Yeah. And I just want to follow up and say, seek Him. Ask Him to meet you where you are. Ask Him to show you what an intimate relationship with Him looks like. He will guide you. He will show you. And I guarantee you, it will change your life. Mm-hmm. Yes. All right. It's time to close. Uh, we hope you enjoyed our discussion on intimacy with God. It is so important to our Father, and we hope that came through in this episode. Yeah. Yes. You know, we just want to close with one more scripture. It's Matthew twenty-two thirty-seven through 39. It says, Jesus replied, You must love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment, and a second is equally important. Love your neighbor as yourself. That's good. All right, today's episode was edited by Caitlin Beck. We appreciate you, Caitlin. We also want to reference a book by Richard Rohr titled Immortal Diamond, and we mentioned a couple of articles earlier, and if you would like to check those out, we'll put the links in the notes section of this episode Mm -hmm. for those. And before you go, we invite you to please leave a written review anywhere you listen to this podcast. The more positive reviews we receive will lead to more listeners that God can reach. Also, please subscribe. We would appreciate it very much. Yes, and we just want to thank you for listening and allowing us to pour pure truth into you today. We'd love to hear from you, so email us at puretruthpodcast3, the number three, at gmail.com. Perfect, and please visit our websites. Mine is kathyzaka.com. Mine is laurapotter.us. And mine is susanoffin.com. And we hope you'll join us next time, and remember, live thirsty. Thank you, and may the Lord bless you and keep you, and may His face shine upon you and give you His peace. Until next time, Susan, Laura, and Kathy.
ever thought about starting your own podcast? Do you have a business or a message you want to share with the world? Well, now it's easier than ever with Electricast. Hi, I'm Mark Netter. And I'm Peter Rafelson. We're the founders of Electricast Media. Whether you want to start a new podcast or already have one, join Electricast to grow your audience, monetize your content, and build your community. With our simple sign-up, you get free promotion, world-class analytics, premium ads, and personal support. Go to Electricast.com and join our community today. Electricast. Transform your influence. Electricast. Hi, I'm Mark. And I'm Peter. We're the founders of Electricast Media, bringing you great podcasts like Nightmare Road Stories, Tech Talk Revolution, and Bodacious Minds. Electricast networks include Ruby for female empowerment, the best business network, and GPN for geopolitics. We built this company to create community and amplify diverse voices, and we really appreciate your support. So, keep listening to Electricast Podcasts and hear the culture. Electricast. Electricast.